All right, well, there's a 937 plugged in. Um, well, he doesn't have a he doesn't have a, a hand to pick it up. Anyway, press one if you want to come on. Um, all right, Cass, what do you think, man? A hell of a race. Phoenix is, I hate saying it, but like it doesn't bring as much anticipation to, uh, it doesn't bring as much anticipation uh, for the actual race entirely like Homestead does. I think that Phoenix is good for about a handful of laps on each start and restart, and then once things settle out, it's kind of how it is. Uh, Stage two was probably the high entertaining point in a way because of the fuel mileage towards the end where people are trying to get saving or go full throttle. Um, Or do we pit in the middle of stage two? Do we stay out? And a lot of teams actually stayed out. And somehow it's managed to save fuel. You know, I was surprised that Logano didn't burn more of the tires now. <laughs> Me too. I'm about to eat a burn that shit to the ground. Probably the same <laughs> motor too. when they do uh, like caught them on fire and burn them down. Because that's Ford like to catch. <laughs> what was that, Chris? Yeah, I think engine tear down, so probably didn't want to blow anything. Yeah, that could be. But listen, I came close to being Nascar Domus this year. I mean. Did you hear what uh, Chastain said earlier in the week that he didn't know if he would try that move again because he lost his vision for a little while after the race from yeah. doing that oh, yeah. last weekend? Right. So, how in the you hell know. did we even get here, right? Oh, my gosh. Russ Chastain. I mean, he put up a good fight there. Uh, I mean, come on, guys. First subject, was it or was it not team orders? Come on. Ryan Blaney was closing in on the back bumper of Joey Logano. It, I mean, all of a sudden, Ryan Blaney just isn't fast enough and can't catch up. It was, was it worth – if you were a car owner, what would you do in that situation? Is the win worth the championship? Because obviously Chastain was uh, possibly one of the fastest cars out on the racetrack. He was. You know, he was gaining every lap. So yeah, I think I think the orders came down from Roger Penske and told Blaney to back the hell off and Probably. Uh, yeah, keep him keep Chastain at bay. Yeah, because uh, I thought as Penske either way won too, but if they just if Blaney and Legato just battled it out, that gave more of uh, more gains for Chastain to reel in Legato and. We all know Penske. Penske's in it to win it, and he's going to do whatever it takes right, to win it. Penske's been in the business for way too long to not lose a championship that's in his hands. Yeah, no, I thought it was. I thought it was a decent race. I mean, it started off on a bad note with JD Gibbs. I mean, I, I just couldn't imagine. Your son wins the championship. That, that photo you shared, Chris, was. Uh, was all telling. Like that was the last photo they have together. As Miss Lee said earlier today in the chat, his his champion his first championship will forever be marred by the passing of his father. 
in a way, I mean, isn't it almost fitting that Ty Gibbs won the championship? Um, and in a time where most of the fans are not in favor of Ty Gibbs, reality in life happens. And now right. it's almost like everything everything happened the way that it did for a reason. Right. It's very dark. I felt like the picture in itself that was shared was a dark photo. They're all dressed in black. Yeah. Um, most of the photos that are being shared around is stitched from that photo. Um, last night he was uh, doing a doing an interview at the championship table. This morning he's dead. Um, yep. Yeah. No. It's yeah. Just, it, it's uh, surreal. Yeah, that's unfortunate. It's really unfortunate. I mean. You, to go from uh, the highest of highs for the family and tie to not even much longer later, you're in the lowest of lows. How long ago did J.D. Gibbs pass away? That was, what, like seven years ago, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah. It just goes to show you. I mean, that just goes to show you that you you never know. I mean, last night at this time, he was celebrating his son's championship. We're getting ready to. And um, goes to bed, and he doesn't wake up. So you should really cherish everybody that's around you. And, you know, I felt like kind of, you know, the networks, they had to handle the situation, of course. They didn't want to paint a dark picture. They didn't want to paint a dark cloud over championship race. This was ultimately Richard Childress's words that this was untimely. Uh, he seems to re, you know, re, regain it, uh, its echo from earlier in the season. It's just such an untimely situation. How long are they going to be I don't know. But it is it is what it is, and the good family's going to have to uh, find a way to pick up the pieces and move on. But, uh, you know, Joey Logano is being celebrated now. He is the champion. Ty Gibbs was the champion, crowned last night in the Xfinity Series. Um, Zane Smith was crowned champion. Man, what a truck ending. What a truck race that was. I, I was I was back I was kind of glimpsing at it back and forth and then I think I turned on the broadcast about shoot, I think it was like about just when the last stage started when it was like what, sixty laps or something like that. And um that was one heck of a battle. I mean, at one point, we thought it was uh, Ben Rhodes going to sneak in, and Zane Smith had his uh, share for a bit, and then Chandler Smith starts throwing himself into the picture. Ty Majeski later on started coming in, and Ty Majeski, I'm sure right now, is still shooting himself in the foot for uh, what happened. But 
Sometimes when you make some moves to go after a championship, sometimes it's going to hurt you or sometimes it's going to pay off. And unfortunately for Majeski, it just did not pay off. Yeah, but worst case scenario, he finished fourth. I mean, the kid had a stellar season. I mean, he didn't win except for twice in the in the chase, if, if memory serves me right. You are. So, and... Uh, so, I mean, he did it on pure, strong finishes all season long up until the last two rounds. And then, you know, it's kind of like, it's like Bell. He, he, he was, came off the bench and got two key wins to get into the final four. I mean, you can't, uh, yeah. that would be a Cinderella Great. season in and of itself about great point with Christopher Bell and, and and think about where this began earlier in the season when the two JGR slackers of the organization was Bubba Wallace and Christopher Bell. Uh, slight crew, pit, pit crew change and you know, Christopher Bell obviously has a, some characteristics of Kevin Harvick in his blood because he's definitely uh, risen to the occasion at the most important times. Unfortunately, things just did not work out for him to win the championship. But he's had overall a great season. Right. Yeah, yeah you can't. You can't. Uh, you can't complain about. He can't complain about his season. I mean, like you said, Chris, he was not the star of JGR uh, at all. You know, the talks all season were on what's Kyle Busch going to do, what's Kyle Busch going to do, what's Kyle Busch going to do every friggin' week. It sounded like a broken record. I mean, hell, we were talking about it every week. Uh, it was good to see that Chase Elliott got spun. I don't know who spun him. Um, but, you know, take out the entitled one, and it just made for an even better finale. I was waiting, though, I will admit, I was waiting for NASCAR's mysterious caution to come out with three to go. I thought for sure we'd see a caution flag. And uh, the announcers... What's that? A fun caution. Yeah. I thought for sure that there'd be a caution. And uh, I said to Teresa's mother, I said, NASCAR should be getting ready to throw a, a pretend caution right now. And she was like, yeah, I'm waiting for it. And it never came. And then the announcers on TV, the end, I think Dale Jr. said, yeah, he says, that what Chris, what Pagano don't want to see right now is another caution. Yeah, they never did that so. with the Xfinity race last night either. I mean, the, the Majeski deal, unfortunately, was that late yellow for the truck series that forced overtime. But Xfinity didn't have that uh, deal either. When Gregson uh, was starting to close in, and Gregson just got outran. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, seriously. Yeah, you don't want him to end under uh, mysterious circumstances, which you know, I'm glad to see that you know, Xfinity and Cup, especially Cup, didn't end that way. Um, you know, for the sheer fact that it brings more drama. It brings more drama, and, and then everybody would have been saying it was because Logano was winning that NASCAR threw a caution. So, 
But but now this comes down to um now we got champions crown. We're now going to start going into the off season. We're seeing Reddick move over to twenty three eleven. Bubba goes back to the twenty three card. Kyle Busch end of an era after today with JGR, M&Ms, and Toyota, and now he's back with Chevy and heading to RCR. And uh, uh, we're now going to be entering another era of Petty teaming with another seven-time champ as the news broke out this past weekend. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Johnson going to be not only part owner, but also... Uh, going to be driving for select races for Petty GMS starting at the Daytona 500. And also, I want to bring up, how fitting is it for the 2022 season, the twenty, the 22 of Joey Logano wins the first race of the season at the Clash and ends the season with the win in the championship at Phoenix. Yeah, no, it just, it does. Go ahead, Chris. No, Ford dominated both Phoenix races, and that's something to show for. And Ford had their eggs in the right basket heading into the final race of the season. Ford's gonna Ford. I thought, if, and of course, unfortunately for Brad Keselowski, as we're talking about Ford successes at this track. Um, well, at certain tracks this year, but um, it all sucks for what happened to Brad. And the, I don't know if y'all, you guys caught on the broadcast, but they were saying how a lot of the cars that caught on fire this year as um, came from Fords or having rubber uh, issues. Yeah, but I don't think I counted a single Penske Ford this year that had that issue. Yeah, I don't know if you can necessarily. I mean, I'm not a hundred percent sure. I mean, Taz, you probably got the stat right in front of you, but um, and I didn't catch what Chris said. I was switching, pull the phone away off of mute. Um, was it all Fords? Are we a hundred percent sure of that? I don't think it was all Fords, but they they mentioned that a lot of a lot of them, not all of them, a lot of them came from Fords. Well, like three of them were Kevin Harvick. I've seen an interesting stat today. Kevin Harvick has not missed a race in twenty seasons. I mean, if that that is true, that's a that's a hell of a hell of a run. Oh, there was there was something I saw with of a stat with Harvick. Um, some about he saw or today marked um him joining like an elite uh group of racers for running the most consecutive uh, cup races and like, oh right here it is 
Um, Kevin Harvick becomes the seventh driver in history to start every NASCAR Cup Series race for 20 consecutive seasons. Um, in that list is Dale Earnhardt, Rusty Wallace, Terry Labonte, Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, and I believe the last one was Bobby Labonte, if I'm looking at this picture correctly. Wow. Yeah, then it's the same thing you and I were looking at. Chris, why don't you share the stat you just shared in race in the one ten set? Chris just shared a stat. It said the average age of the top four, Logano, Chastain, Elliott, and Bell, the average age is 28 and a half. This makes them the youngest top four in points in the history of the Cup Series and the first top four in points to have an average age of less than 30 years old since 1950. So 72 years between... that feet, if you will. That's cool. So. Definitely uh, put things in perspective that NASCAR has gone to the younger uh, generation. Uh, if you just want to put them together in a chase, but he's in his Seventh, eighth, seventh year. Uh, Christopher Bell's in his third year. Um, Ross Chastain is in his third full-time season, and Joey Logano, I believe, in his tenth season. So we're definitely seeing uh, the younger guns showing up now in the championship form. Uh, it's it's you know it's only going to get uh, it's only going to get younger, right? Uh, we're seeing these guys in Cup rides at 20 years old now, so yeah, um, that number will in a few years be like it, it'll be well surpassed. Um, the younger generation of drivers are on their way to the top. You know, I was listening to Ross Jastain earlier this week, or late last week, I should say. And he said that, you know, just two years ago, he was running a Spire, Spire Motorsports car, and they were trying ever so hard to get into race to make races. Two years, fast forward two years, he's a champion. He was a, he's a championship contender. He says it doesn't even feel real. Well. Buddy, I'm here to tell you that it's real, and it's put on a hell of a show this year, and I'm glad to see that Denny didn't retaliate. Matter of fact, he gave him props for last week's race. Um, You know, nobody really retaliated. I wonder if that was... An edict from NASCAR, listen, let these four guys race and don't do anything stupid uh, to ruin the championship for either any of these guys or if they were all trepidatious about what happened above us 
that since they didn't know what would happen to them, would they get fined, suspended, or lose points going into the new year? So, you know, maybe that fine on Bubba Wallace, or that suspension for Bubba Wallace, maybe that, uh, excuse me, maybe that weighed heavy on a lot of drivers' minds. Not, not to, not to uh, dismantle your point, and definitely not to bring up some past with Ty Gibbs, but, man, we just seen a couple weeks ago, last weekend, where Ty Gibbs uh, basically punted his teammate in the wall to win that race. I don't, yeah. I don't think drivers feel handicapped at all. No, and I love what Noah Grad can said he was the only one he said i'm the only one to say it he says because i'm the only one brave enough to say it i don't like ty gibbs and not many drivers do i just am the one more vocal about it i don't like the way he races i don't like his cockiness i mean his pose in victory lane last night that they let off nascar.com with this morning when i've seen it it was almost Kyle Bush-ish. Like, yeah, bring it on. And, I mean, well-deserved, he had a hell of a season. I think also and, uh, Gregson, in a sense, he doesn't care anymore because he's no longer in the – well, I don't really want to say no longer in the Xfinity Series because who knows, it could be he could be running a few races next year, but – for as far as we know of, he's not in the Xfinity Series next year. Ty Gibbs, as far as we know of, is possibly staying. So he's just kind of given his uh, his little fashion two cents. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I think I, going back to next last week, I think that he's he's definitely got a receipt from Jones coming. Um. But Jones is going to save that for when he needs it most. If Ty Gibbs doesn't move to the 18, which I think that's what's going to happen. But. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, that, that rivalry uh, will never be. Uh, and that's probably why Ty dumped him. You know, you're a career lifelong Xfinity driver, and I'm out to – you know, keep my grandfather's uh, organization prominent over the next 20 years. Um, Ty Gibbs felt like he did what he needed to do. I don't think anybody in the garage or any of the fans very well liked what he did. But Ty Gibbs will have fans. And look, this in itself creates people who are less hard on him. And, I, and I'm trying to be less hard on Ty Gibbs tonight, being that, you know, he had to wake up today experiencing the loss of a parent, which is one of the single most devastating uh, feelings and things that you have to go through in life. Um, there's only a couple of things that can even relate to losing a parent. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that this will – kind of put Ty back on a fresh slate and where where he goes from here. This the death of Coy Gibbs um you know, J D Gibbs was the original 
dry, uh, son of Joe Gibbs that was going to take over uh, the Joe Gibbs operation once, once Joe decided to step out. Then Coy, of course, stepped up to that position after the passing of J.D. Gibbs. Where Joe Gibbs Racing goes from here is a major question mark. Um, not not that the stability of the franchise or anything like the organization, but more like the, you know, and I don't, I don't I've got to be careful when I compare the two. Think about the DEI situation, where the company stood the day, the next day. You know, their leader, so to speak, uh, to to share comparison, you know, was gone in the blink of an eye. And so there wasn't a plan. There wasn't a, a, a plan of if this happens, where where do we go from here? I, I feel like Joe Gibbs is going to be in a similar situation. Um, where does Joe Gibbs Racing go from here? Uh, does you know, uh, Max Siegel wound up in a position of control at DEI because of the passing of Dale Earnhardt. Um, what you know? Who takes over Joe Gibbs from here? Does Joe step back in? Does he bring in? Uh, does the wife take control of JD JD Gibbs's wife? Where does Joe Gibbs Racing go from here? If you guys want to uh, add your thoughts on that, I, I, I'm here to listen. I don't know. I kind of think that I was thinking the same thing, and I think if the contract um, with Kai. Kyle Bush had not uh, gone the way that it did. I, I could almost foresee. I could have almost foreseen Kyle Bush taking over day to day operations or something to that effect of Joe Gibbs Racing because he had been he's been there for so long. But now that he's gone, it kind of leaves the door wide open. It would almost, I would almost think it'd be um, J.D. Gibbs' wife, widow, or um, Coy Gibbs' widow. Yeah. You know, or or Joe Gibbs' wife, which I don't really think they're, they're probably, I think they're in the same age bracket, so I don't really think that that would be... Uh, well, it's not uncommon for organizations. Petty Enterprise was run for years by Robbie Lomas. They they were also run. Uh, oh man, what was the guy's name? Well, he eventually became director of NASCAR. I'm trying to think of his uh, of his name. Anyway, we've seen. Uh, you know, Andy Petrie is basically. You know, he runs the day to day operations at Richard Childress Racing. Um, so, you know, what's so heartbreaking about this ordeal is uh, Joe Gibbs was just on the other day speaking about how his whole family was involved in the organization and where they go from here. Of course, you know, I don't know if you guys knew, I didn't know that uh, one of the uh, pit crew members on Christopher Bell's team is, uh, you know, a, a nephew of of Joe Gibbs. So obviously the, the family is spread out all amongst the company. Uh, just where where does this company go from here, Tad? Uh, I, I just think Gibbs entirely has racing in their blood with what you pretty much just mentioned there, Chris. Uh, not sure where the, where the team or the family goes from here. 
Um, obviously, Ty's going to be moving up in Cup. If it ain't next year, it's going to be the year after. Um, obviously, there could be a bit of favor, a little bit of favored, a little bit of favoritism on the Christopher Bell side of things, being that uh, there's family relations there. But at least family I can say relations. one thing: is that Joe Gibbs is family driven. So, so Christopher Bell is related to Joe Gibbs in some fashion. In a way, if you want to put it that in that sense. Well, you just said that. Dad. Yeah, I mean, we're trying to figure this out. Uh, Christopher Bell has uh, what? In what relation is Christopher Bell related to the Joe Gibbs organization? He's got one of Joe Gibbs. Pick members, or one of pig, one of oh, pick okay. members yeah, yeah, is okay, related. Okay. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah, 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 that's okay. Um, but uh, I was thinking, you know, more on that uh, that Christopher Bell was related. See, uh, I've always wondered where Christopher Bell came from, you know, and, and where how his family uh, got him there. And actually, an article was written today, and I did not read it yet, but uh, – Obviously, his parents put him into a car, a go-kart or something of sort at five years old, and he really wasn't – he really didn't want to do it. Uh, but I'll go back and dig up that article and uh, share it to the Race Chat Live Facebook page. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, a lot of questions. It's such a great season, you know, such a great race season. Uh, after coming out of the dumps for the last two years of, of this COVID-19 uh, when we were doing shows talking about racing and we didn't even have any racing, like that was, you know, you, you just you just come off of we're coming off the one of the best racing seasons in my lifetime, and I'm pretty sure it's in Craig's lifetime as well, and and Taz as well. You barely even I, I think you were still in diapers when uh, Dale Earnhardt died. So, um, am I right about that? No, like, no, I was about like, five what, years old. Edward? Five. Well, yeah, wow, you were just out of diapers. You were still, yeah, he was, he you still, still had still, like behind his ears. Yeah, yeah, he uh, still I'm, had similar behind his ears and sucking on mommy's face. Yeah, I don't, I don't know in recent memory if we've had a better year than this year. Can you? I mean, guys, has it? Has this not just been the best NASCAR season in in memory? No, it has been, and I think a lot of it is the suspense that goes on and the issues that NASCAR had uh, with with rolling out a new car, uh, drivers being in favor of it at first, and then when it started to have major problems, everybody bad-mouthed it like the bully on the street um, to – Cinderella stories like Ross Chastain and, and and things like that. A lot of things. Craig, um, sorry, I was just reading. Two weeks ago, two weeks ago, I was begging that we trash the chase, and then we saw the greatest racing move of all time, and it forever sealed the deal that this chase is exciting, and it doesn't need to be changed, and it doesn't need to be cut out, 
And though we were so bored with it, and it was so confusing because we've had so many winners this year, it all played out perfect. The guy who won the very first race of the season just was crowned champion for the 2022 race season. And we've gone through so much to get here. Yeah, no, we all trashed it. Miss Lee has a point. She said there's a lot of opinions, I guess, on Twitter and Instagram. We'll have to have our other Twitter uh, um, expert verify, but I'm sure it's right because Miss Lee would not tell us a fib. She said lots of opinions leaning to wanting championship to go back to Homestead because of the boring racing at Phoenix. I said, I agree it needs to come out of Arizona and go back to Florida. But not Miami. I'd like to see it go back to Daytona. I was just going to put in the group. Uh, Craig, I'm not for that Daytona idea. But. Okay, you don't um, have to be. I think that's fine. Well, I was just saying. Um, but I think that's not a bad idea, but I think to benefit everyone across the country for the East Coast and in the West Coast. They need to find a good track to run on for the championship that's kind of more um, like in the central part of the U.S. That way there. Where would you like to go, Kansas? I would like Chicagoland if that were okay, to be well, a track again. You know that's not going to happen. They're going to have to have Uzis and AK-47s and uh, <laughs> and all that to run the street we're course, not, right? Hey, that's it's not the street course. <laughs> yeah, remember, yeah, we, we have to be in a warm weather venues. No, it has to be in a warm weather venue. It has to be. Remember a couple of years ago when, uh, what was that, five, six years ago, when they moved Watkins Glen to, like, November? Or we could do uh, Nashville Fairgrounds. As long as the temperature is above 75. The new auto, auto club. Yeah. Hell, take it to Pocono if you want to be in the East Coast. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's cold there. Exactly. But NASCAR didn't that they could have a revolving... Uh, chase schedule as quickly as the 2024 race season. And I think they should. I think they should. I think they should change it up. But that's my opinion. You know, we ended it. We ended it. Phoenix. It's just like you took it out of you took out the championship awards banquet out of New York City and brought it to, where was it, Nashville one year, and then it was in Charlotte. It's in Charlotte, is it not? For, what is it, the All-Star Race? No, Cup Awards Banquet. Awards Banquet. Oh, yeah, it was, it was, I think it was Charlotte, then Nash. Either way, it was that, somewhere down that way. Yeah, and then they had it out in Vegas. Bring it back to New York City. Bring it back to the Waldorf Astoria. Astoria. 
But no, congratulations yeah, I mean, to all I, three I'm champions. I'd like to see well, the, uh, I'd like to see the series end in Vegas. Yeah. Better yet, put put them at a slinger. Heck yeah. <laughs> Are we talking about the SRX series? The senior racing tour series? <laughs> well, it's true. Hey, listen, real quick, before I forget, huge kudos to the fat man, Tony Stewart. He almost picked up his first championship in straight line racing uh, last weekend, I was, I believe. So kudos to the fat man going straight. Smoke. He almost smoked him. I mean, he almost, he's got that force-driven power behind him now. Yeah. Well, I'm sure he's not using force. They're all outside watching football. Well, here we are. The end of the season. We've had a lot to talk about all year long. We've made a lot of predictions. Uh, We have crowned a champion amongst our own. Congratulations to Miss Lee. Yeah, we are champions this year. Uh, Chris? Took the SRX championship earlier yeah, in the year. Yeah, the senior racing experience league. That's then, awesome. uh, then uh, for the truck side, Craig nabbed me by four points. On the Xfinity side, uh, Miss Lee is the champion there. Uh, Craig and I somehow swapped second and third in the Xfinity there at the last race. I didn't think I had enough to get by him, but whatever. Well, that's because you put that Viagra. I didn't really need to. <laughs> um, cup side, it's official that we have Mr. CJ be the champion on the cup side. Wow. But oh, wow. He got misleaded by a mere 19 points on the cup side. Oh, wow. That guy's strategy and, all year long was literally, I picked Kyle Busch. How in the hell did he become the champion? I demand a recount. I, I live in the state of Florida where, I live in the state of Florida where the hanging chads were the, uh, were all the rage 22 years ago tomorrow. Are we, I know in the tw- are we in the 2020 election? No, 2000 election. And 2000, you were a mere, you were mere what, five years old, Dad? 2004. Four. Okay, yeah, you were still Simulac behind the ears. You were still hey. hanging on mommy's post rings. Is that, is that too... Tasmanian Devil is a baby jokes in the same show. I mean, give the guy a break. Well, I'm trying, I'm trying, but Alana's chiming in too. I, I'll be done in about two minutes. Get a break. Not just that one. But our overall uh, pick champion 
is, well, the final breakdown is Chris in last, unfortunately. Uh, we're not going to break down how many far points back he was. Nah. Um, <laughs> so far back, nobody gives us. <laughs> 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 um, I I had third by ten points before the cup race, and after the two stages, I gained a, I gained a couple points out of that. In stage three, where everything counted, Larson could not get by Jason's pick of Kyle Busch for me to to stay in that spot, and I lost uh, the third by three points. So Craig gets the bronze. Jason with the silver and Miss Lee gets the gold. Wow. How many did Miss Lee win by? Oh boy, hold on a second here. And this is overall, right? Thirty one the thirty one point uh difference. Jason only gained and now remember, Jason before this weekend started, he was sixty one points behind with a very slim chance of holding on. And he gained some points, a lot of points, uh, after the truck race. He went from 60-something to about – or he went from 61 to about 40-something. Still very slightly hanging on. In the Xfinity Series, he gained points, but not enough to uh, to give himself a chance. So, Miss Lee today had a, had a nice little breath of – a breath of relief. <laughs> sweet, sweet breath of relief. I tell you what, man, uh, thirty-one points out uh, after all year long. Um, we'll we'll do some some uh, tweaking on the rule package, and uh, all in all, man, what an exciting year, even with our picks. I felt like all year long, if I picked the driver, he was going to wreck. But I know at the end, I did capitalize on a whole lot of actual. Um, prediction picks. So, um, you know, all in all, I felt even even though I finished last, I, I, I think I, I probably picked more true winners this time uh, than I have ever have in all the years of doing this. And so, uh, even if I even if I did show up last, I still felt like it wasn't lack of effort. Yeah, we got a uh, we did pretty. We did pretty well. We had struggling points, obviously, and uh, it looked like it, hey, shoot, start of the season. It looked like I was gonna take uh, take the prize money and run away with it, like I did last year towards the end. But uh, unfortunately, sometimes, like they say in racing, at times, good luck. You keep running with it until you run out, and sometimes when you run out of that good luck. It comes back to bite you. Guys, what was the biggest headline of 2022? If if you could write one storyline, one headline for this past year. Hail Mellon started to Taz. What would that storyline headline be? Hail Mellon. can just Martinsville either. I'm talking Coda as well. Ross Chastain, I don't give a fuck to her. As Taylor's. 
that. That's pretty much it. I mean, shoot, Chastain doing what he needed to do and get himself in the final four uh, after Martinsville. And Coda, when he was looking for, I think it was second win of the season at that time, uh, he kind of, you know, in a way played a hail melon, not a wall riding uh, instance at that point, but kind of pulled one out and scored the win. I felt like Taz Taylor may have may have t- taken Craig Moore's fast response. Craig, do I need to give you a little bit more time to rethink so we can bring something besides Ross Chastain to the table? What is the storyline? What is the headline that you would write today about the 2022 race season, Craig Moore? That's about right. Oh, I do have one more headline. I do have one more headline after. Oh, Craig is out. I do have one more headline. Yes. I do have one more headline, and we hit on this the last few weeks, too. The headline is Playoff System Exposed. Yeah, but in the end, it all worked itself out, and that's what we want the playoffs to do. Like, like yes, it was exposed. It was, it was shown to have flaws. But in the end, in the final picture, the guy who won the very race of the season, who had multiple wins, all at places that were not the usual suspects, becomes the champion at the end of the year. Uh, I'm not going to be so quick to want to ditch what I've seen from Martinsville, man. What could be the greatest playoff race ever in the history of racing, along with the greatest move ever in racing history? It will surpass the great pass in the grass. It's the melon wall run. Oh, I I gotta read off nicknames Bob Pockers had for uh Ross Chastain after his wall riding. He had let's see. The Wall Ross, the Thump and Run, Melon Man Magic, the Hall in the Wall, and the Ross's Boss. All right. Um, I was just now catching up on the message board there, so uh, we are waiting on Craig Moore to come back. Okay, my headline of 2022 right now is change is good. Change is good. Uh, We had multiple places that we went to, multiple venues that we went to, starting out with um, the first race of the season. Okay. Um, we returned to St. Louis. 
in the cup venue. I thought that was great. Um, what was the other place that we debuted at this year? Come on, help me out, Taz. Okay, the what car. What was it? Let's go to the car real quick. The car was changed. Changed. Yeah, car drastically that... changed from last year to this year. Right. As Kevin Harvick noted, uh, a lot literally changed. Like, just about everything changed. It was just a matter of getting used to the car. Now you have a fifth gear. Drivers that were drivers were used to not shifting in places that they need to shift, all of a sudden had to shift in those spots this year. Um, trying to think what else there was. Uh, the cars were more equaled out to see some of these mm-hmm. uh, lower teams try to you know, run with the big dogs. That was a change, track. right? With the multiple winners, 18, what, 17 different winners? <clears throat> Something like that, yeah, 17 or 18. But uh, you got that going there. Um, obviously, the the car not being as safe as we all thought it was as well. Um Safety, yeah, there's a there's been an issue in safety. That's been a change, right? We're not used to that. Beginning of the year, tires were the biggest problem. Tires. The tires were changed. Very well. Very good. Very good. Yep. Um how about to change a team? Kyle Bush. Leaving Joe Gibbs oh, yeah. Racing. Tyler Reddick. Leaving uh, RCR that set that literally the Tyler Reddick move set all this in motion with Kyle Busch going to RCR. I don't think that RCR would even be have been interested in Kyle Busch had he not got his feelings hurt with Tyler Reddick. Um, trying to think what else we can throw in. Also, um, the late, I don't, I the, don't. late uh, the late announcement. Of the return of Jimmy Johnson. Wow. Um, How did that under so many headlines, Taz? I mean, that should have been top headlines everywhere. And for some reason, I feel that it's uh, not, not, they just have not showed it much attention. And, well, the funny part is that, funny part is that uh, there's a rumor. Uh, going around that I guess Johnson has had talks with Hendrick. Um, there's a rumor, not sure how true this is, but I wouldn't be surprised if this happens. Hendrick may let Johnson take that 48 number, which means yeah. Bowman could Bowman could change numbers, which people are speculating either 25. Uh, they want to see Hendrick run the fifth. They want to see Bowman run fifty-five because of a sprint car. Yeah, well, I don't think it's fair for Bowman to have to continue to change numbers either. Um, I think that that's a Hendrick number, and it was significant enough to Hendrick to keep even after Jimmy Johnson was gone, because I thought yep. that would be the correct time to change that number, being that that was your seven-time. Cup I mean, they, they could have changed the, the 24 after Gordon left, but they kept it. Yeah. I see a lot of disrespect coming from this whole ordeal with Hendrick. 
and Jimmy Johnson. And I feel like Jimmy Johnson has found his way back in uh, and will be in full effort to make sure that uh, Petty GMS is ready next season. Um, this is a great buy-in. This is, this is as big a news as Keselowski. And I'm not just not sure that it has the fire lit up underneath it. And I think it's because everybody's questioning, where does this land with Hendrick? Like, this is going to expose the fact that Hendrick and Jimmy Johnson separated. They, they divorced. It was a divorce. It was not a mutual agreement. Uh, this was something that was swept under the rug. Jimmy needed to retire, but Jimmy didn't retire. And now Jimmy's back. And Jimmy wants his Jimmy wants his ride, and so Jimmy has now gone to the outer links to get his ride, including bringing in a major sponsor to NASCAR in Carvana, who may I add has had some uh, sketchy uh, quarterly reports over the last year since the end of COVID. Their stability as a company made me in question. So I mean, I just I just need to put. But Miss Lee mentioned a good point here. JJ Petty could be could be a force to be reckoned with next year. You got two uh seven time champions in the sport. Uh that will show two young drivers the way. Obviously Johnson will be driving a part time schedule next year, but um you you got Eric Jones who had great uh success this year. Probably didn't go. Probably didn't finish where he wanted to, um, or where he could have been. But you got that. You got Gregson coming in now, and obviously Gregson with his part-time schedule with Colleague in the Cup Series is uh, he had he had good spotlights at certain tracks. Yeah, yeah, Eric Jones had a great season. Petty GMS was definitely moving already in the right direction uh, before the addition of Jimmy Johnson. I think that that's only going to add to the to the structure, to the internal group there at that organization. Also, I cannot go tonight without adding the fact that, once again, another race and another A.J. Allmendinger top ten. I mean, this guy in a colleague race car that I would have ranked bottom of our power rankings over the last races that AJ Allmendinger's had to fill in uh in the sixteen car and he has really blossomed and I am excited as all to see AJ Allmendinger get his return to the Cup series in twenty twenty three. I think he's gonna be a valuable threat not just at road courses, Taz Taylor but at several other racetracks as well. I really feel A.J. will take colleague racing into the playoffs next year. Who knows, maybe even deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I could see uh, colleague being a contender with Singer coming in. But this could also improve Justin Haley, too. Because we all knew Colleg had to do something if they're going to invest in Justin Haley long term. And obviously Haley, I understand this is this is kind of like his first like full year 
Um, and whatnot. But he essentially... Um, <laughs> I mean... Essentially, Justin Haley... Uh, I, I just think there was times where he was he was all right, and maybe in times where the in, the inexperience showed, which I'm surprised. I'm, it's surprising for me to say that, being that he in the last two years, granted, um, last year he ran a good part of the Cub schedule with Spire Motorsports, but. Um, Obviously, the next-gen car could be the growing pains. Um, that could have been the reason why SHR struggled, maybe. But um, who knows? A lot of different things. Well, I guess we're not going to have Craig returning back to the show. Uh, that is unfortunate. Um, not sure. Uh, I mean, it's about time to say our goodbyes, man. And, uh, here we are once again, wondering where one of our co-hosts are. Uh, I, I, I just want to thank you guys for stepping it out throughout this season, being here on Tuesday night with conversation and this is really just about a few a group of people that love racing and love talking about racing. It's really nothing more than that. We're not famous. We're not uh we're not anything important when it comes to the media world. They don't even know who we are. Uh but I have a sense of enjoyment every Tuesday night and throughout the week being able to share my thoughts with friends and with company, and uh, I just really, uh, I just really want everybody here to know how much I value that friendship, and um, I'm looking forward to the future. Uh, I know that uh, we have made quite a few changes this year that uh, a lot of them worked, some of them didn't. Uh, we're going to probably do that again next year. We're going to change, too. We're going to make things better. Um and uh, I hope that uh, everybody sticks around to fulfill that vision. I know Miss Lee, you suffered great loss this year, and my heart is still broken um, as you had to go through that. I hope in every way, form, and fashion that we helped you find some stability, some uh, uh, some moments to just be relieved of all that you've been going through. I hope that we've created laughter in your life when it was hard to laugh. Um, Jason, I know you don't listen much. I know you're not much part of the show, but, man, you know, it's you that uh, brought me here almost 10 years ago and uh, put together a group of guys uh, that uh, love the hell out of talking racing and joining, uh, being a part of this group, being a part of this effort whether it be with the 110 or the Race Chat Live or even the Southern Dirt Track Report. Uh, all those things are possible uh, because of the sacrifices that you've made, Jason, and, and I appreciate that. Taz, man, 
I don't know, man. I don't know if we'd be a show without you, Dad. I really don't. Um, you're a very, very important piece to all this. And uh, I've enjoyed getting to know you over the – I don't even know how the hell you even showed up. I mean, I really I – know, I know that we did a show before Taz Taylor was here, but I don't even know how in the hell Craig and I made it through any shows um, before you were here. And I, and I really – I think it took – I think you, you were – brought into this fold as kind of a backup plan to Craig when he was out uh, with his heart surgery. I'm really not even, I don't even know how long ago that was. But uh, Taz, you've been a great asset and you've been a great, you've been more than just a fill-in, friend. You've uh, you've been a backbone to to this effort every Tuesday night at Race Chat Live. And I hope that you feel as much ownership in this as the rest of us. Uh, because it is your show too. It's it's just as much yours as it is mine and Craig's and and uh I just wanna thank you for uh being a dad and uh and a co host and I know you're squeezing in how to be a husband and, and you know, a, a job and still you uh you don't complain. And uh with that uh, I'm I'm forever grateful. I'm gonna turn it over to you, Taz. All right. Well, thank you to everyone listening in all year long. Well, way back in February, uh, could be late January too. Um, appreciate uh, everyone in the one ten crew that's uh, made the show what it is. Jason, uh, for giving us a chance to do this, or give us an outlet to do this. Uh, Miss Lee too. Uh, with her production manager position and giving us critiques uh, every single week in and week out. Uh, appreciate you, Chris and Craig, for being co-hosts and uh, nice to throw some laughs. And uh, even when things seem to get heated, we still manage to work things out and, uh, and we made things work. We have a but, show um, of big opinions. We have a show of big opinions. Sometimes we do not agree with those opinions. And we all have personal lives outside of this hobby that we do. And sometimes those things in our personal life are more important than the hobby. And that is just the way that it is. And one thing that I think that we all feel with each other is we, we understand that's the rules, right? We understand that there is life outside this hobby. We understand that we may be strong in our opinion, but we still want to make sure that the guy sitting across from us is welcome to theirs as well. And I feel like we, we may we may uh, uh, play with that line. We may poke at that line every now and then, but in the end, we all do understand that that's how we operate here. And I think that that's created a great friendship and a, and a, and a, a relationship with every single one of us from from the guy who pays the bills every month to our executive producer, uh, Miss Lee, to our friends and co-hosts, uh, me, you, and Craig Moore. Well, I it's uh, been a fun show all year round and 
can't have a good show without uh, all the pieces to make it together and work. And, of course, you can't have a strong team uh, to make things be successful and whatnot. Uh, when one of us falls, somebody's, you know, got to help pick up the pieces, and that's what we've done here in the 110 Nation. We're not going to disappear for the winter time, though we may be at distance at times. Uh, but most of what we feel like we need to share and thought will be shared through our Facebook page. I'm sure it will be a little bit more active in the wintertime as we try to keep our fans engaged with the topics that are related to NASCAR and racing as we go through the off season. Of course, there's still racing ahead of us. There's, uh, there's plenty of dirt track racing ahead of us. That's why you need a subscription to Flow Racing, though they didn't pay me to say that. Uh, I'm definitely a Flow Racing subscriber, and I want you to be able to enjoy racing just like I do. So if you are just as heartbroken that the race season has ended today, fear not, no more. Subscribe to Flow Racing. Pay the $150 before they go up in subscription prices, and get ready for the Chili Bowl. Get ready for um, the, these last uh, Lucas Oil races of the year. Get ready for the Dirt Nationals. I don't know if that's going to be on Flow Racing. I you also got, uh, you, you got the Gateway Dirt Nationals coming up at uh, next month. You also have what's going to be coming up this week, Chris, the Short Track Super Series Cajun Swing. Cajun, the end God, of the season. The Cajun Swing. Here we end go, of, baby. End of the end of the year for the short track super series as uh not this past weekend but the weekend before they wrapped things up here in the northeast end and in terms of points wise and now this week it's basically a fun little speed week of the northeast and louisiana texas crew uh joining forces to have a good old time for five nights of racing at three different tracks So, yeah, the year's not going to stop. We'll be at the Ice Bowl before you know it. Uh, That's, of course, the weekend after uh, the – it's either on uh, the 1st of January or it's the very first weekend after the 1st of January. That's the the Ice Bowl at Talladega Short Track. So, uh, no, there there really is no season into the race season. It just uh, switches over to different types of racing, of course. Uh, Formula One still has a couple of races left uh, for their season as well. So um, just, you know, we'll keep you guys in touch. And and, and, uh, as we make our plans for the 2023 season, uh, we'll keep you guys informed as well through our Facebook page. But all in all, man, just a a great partnership here. We love y'all. I wish Craig would have been on for this final uh, segment here uh, so we could get his thoughts. But, uh, I hope that uh, he has a great off season and looking forward to him rejoining us. I, I believe as well next season what I really want to do is I want to tap into some of these uh, gurus on Facebook and some of these uh, that can that do the things that we do. I want to tap into some of these people that, that have podcasts and that uh, that – you know, just they're not the mainstream people. But uh, I've always had a partnership with Fan for Racing, uh, with the group over there, and I, I try to do a few shows with them every year. 
and uh, they they kind of help uh, uh, and 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 giving us a little bit of uh, free exposure. So if we can next year be one of my wish lists to uh, further that along and uh, get more people involved. Uh, we've been able to, uh, here at the 110 Nation, we've been able to find people all across the United States. Some have not worked for very long. Some have, uh, of course, passed away. Uh, but we always seem to find somebody that wants to talk about racing. And I want to I wanna be... Uh, searching for that next great conversation in the 2023 race season. Anything that you look forward to for next year, Taz? Um, my biggest thing is, <laughs> you know me, Chris. If you you haven't heard by my excitement, honestly, from what I've said earlier, Johnson returning. I thought yeah. we've seen the end of Johnson and NASCAR, but hey, we're seeing the return of it, and I'm excited for it. Bring it on. Yeah, me too. Bring it on, baby, in the number 44. I want to see it. All right. Well, here it is. We are at the conclusion of our race season. We're at the conclusion of our podcast season. Thank you so very much for being a part of the 110 Nation, the race chat live group. I'm going to give it to you one more time. Taz Taylor, close out the show for us before we hit that that, uh, jingle. Alrighty, we want to thank you all, everyone, for listening in to Race Chat Live here on a championship Sunday post-race reaction uh, kind of night. We want to thank you all for listening in all year long, and we're excited to get things rolling back once again uh, in 2023. And with that being said, you can catch us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, RSS Feed, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, GeoSaving Podcasts, Dick, Deezer, Podchaser, YouTube, Blog Talk Radio, Podpage.com. Of course, thank you to our sponsors and make the 110 Nation roll. Phoenix Fitness, Bears, Bullish Market Talk Group, and Carolina Sports Plus. Thank you all so much for a great 2022 season. We'll see you all in 2023. And this has been, for the final time this year, the caution flag of racing radio, Chris Creighton, the DJ music man, Craig Moore, on the Tasmanian double flaggers, Taz Taylor saying good night. We'll see y'all the same bat time, same bat place next year. Good night, everyone. Heavenly Father, we thank you tonight for all your blessings. You said in all things give thanks. So we want to thank you tonight for these mighty machines that you brought before us. Thank you for the Dodges and the Toyotas. Thank you for the Fords, and most of all, we thank you for Roush and Yates partnering to give us the power that we see before us tonight. Thank you for GM Performance Technology and the R07 engines. Thank you for Sunoco Racing Fuel and Goodyear tires that bring performance and power to the track. Lord, I want to thank you for my smoking hot wife tonight, Lisa, my two children, Eli and Emma, or as we like to call them, the Little E's. Lord, I pray you bless the drivers and use them tonight. May they put on a performance worthy of this great track. In Jesus' name, boogity, 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 amen. Just a good old boy, never meaning no harm. 
tall you never saw Been in trouble with the law since the day they was born Straightening the curve Planting the hills Someday the mountain might get them But the law never will Making their way Just a little bit more than a normal life. Just a good old boy. Wouldn't change if they could. Fighting the system like a two modern-day Robin Hood. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she got her ass beat pissing on my garbage. Yeah, she needs to be thrown out. Mm-hmm. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.